Welcome everyone to our very first episode of the Stoplight Approach podcast. I am your host, Sarah Ganger. This podcast has been a long time coming in many ways. Those of you who are familiar with Stoplight will know that we have wanted to make a way for this approach to be more accessible and easily shared. And we are really grateful that the time has finally come. The aim is to release episodes twice per month on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month. Our hope is that this podcast will be both encouraging and practical for you as you learn more about your own brain, the brains of the people in your life, and how understanding the brain can help you have healthier relationships. So let's start with the very basics. What is the stoplight approach? To put it very simply, the stoplight approach is a way of seeing yourself, seeing your relationships, and seeing the world with the brain in mind. In the last 20 to 30 years, brain science has given us incredible insights into how the functioning of the brain influences our relationships. The stoplight approach seeks to simplify the latest research in brain science making it accessible to all ages and putting simple language to it in a way that even young children can understand. This gives families, classrooms, churches, really any group where people gather in relationships. It gives them a common way to express themselves and to share what is going on inside of them. The stoplight approach does this by using the colors of a traffic light or a stoplight, as it is called in some parts of the world, to associate with different parts of the brain. So for example, the brainstem is the part of the brain that is responsible for all the basic tasks of keeping your body alive and safe. It keeps your heart beating, your lungs breathing, digestion, etc. In the stoplight approach, the brainstem is called the red brain. The limbic system is the part of the brain that is in charge of your emotions and sending signals about needs such as hunger, thirst, exhaustion, etc. In the stoplight approach, the limbic system is called the yellow brain. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that is in charge of higher level thinking such as problem-solving, language, creativity, empathy, compassion. The prefrontal cortex is called the green brain. Now we'll talk in much more detail about each of these parts of the brain in a future episode. But for now, just remember the colors of a stoplight. Red brain, yellow brain, green brain. Now, it would be fair to ask at this point, why does this matter? Why do I need to know the parts of the brain? Why do I I even need to know anything about the brain at all? Those are all really good questions. And what brain science has taught us is that the human brain is made for relationships. Brain science has also taught us that relationships are the biggest factor in the brain developing in a healthy way. So that means that understanding how the brain works 
is a huge help in helping us develop healthy relationships. One of the most powerful examples of the influence that relationships have on the brain happens while a baby is developing in its mother's womb. During this time, the baby's brain is working on forming new neurons, actually building brand new brain cells in the context of a relationship with its mother. Inside the womb, the baby can hear his or her mother's heartbeat. And later on in prenatal development, the baby begins to recognize the voice of its mother and any other caregiver who is regularly nearby. Upon birth, a baby seeks out the warmth and comfort of a parent's arms and body. The baby recognizes the voices which he or she heard during the time in the womb. The baby smells his or her parents smell. Within hours of birth, a baby is able to distinguish a caregiver's face from other objects, and the baby begins to search for eyes to meet his or hers. These are sensory experience, experiences, and they are all felt inside of a relationship with the baby and his or her caregiver. These sensory experiences enable the baby's brain to form new neural connections that begin to shape the baby's understanding of the world. Messages like, I am safe, I am heard, I am seen, I am valued, I matter. Of course, the baby's brain isn't imprinting these messages in verbal form yet. That comes as language is developed. But the feeling of being safe, heard, seen, and valued make an enormous difference in how the brain structures and organizes itself in those first days, months, and years of life. So. You might say, my, ba my child's not a baby anymore. I have no more babies. My child is a preschooler or school age or a tween or a teen or a young adult. Does this brain science stuff apply to them too? Again, all good questions. And the short answer is yes. Brain scientists now know that the brain changes throughout a person's lifetime. It is called neuroplasticity. Now that sounds like a super scientific term, so let's break it down. Neuro means brain, and plasticity means moldable or changeable or flexible. So neuroplasticity means that the brain is able to build new neural pathways at any age. New neural pathways allow for the building of new habits and for increased capacity for healthy relationships. And this can happen at every stage in life. So understanding the brain is valuable no matter how old your child is. In fact, 
The science of neuroplasticity means that brain science is important, not just for those who are raising or influencing the lives of children. It's important for all people at any age. Adults in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even beyond can benefit from understanding how the brain works. Developing a better understanding of the brain can increase a person's emotional well-being and the health of their relationships at any age. The human brain is designed to connect with other people in relationships. We see this in a baby's first cry, seeking out com the comfort of food and warmth and a soothing voice. And then we see it throughout our lives as we reach out to those we have a relationship with. So this is a child running to his or her parent after skinning their knee. It's a tween sharing a funny meme with a sibling so that they can share a laugh together. It's a teen talking to their coach about a problem with a teammate. It's a young adult sharing good news about a job offer with their best friend. It's a spouse offering a hug when their partner arrives home after a difficult day at work. Every human brain knows that connection in relationships is where felt safety, comfort, and the joy of being seen, heard, known, and loved is found. And as a result, it's natural for our brains to reach out for this type of relational connection. I want to close each episode with a simple practice that you can take with you into your week. As we have discussed the crucial part that relationships play in the development of the brain, I'd like to encourage you to take some time to write down important relationships in your life. You could write this down in a journal, write a note on your phone, type it in a document on your computer, whatever medium works for you. Simply make a list of a few important relationships in your life. This could be a relationship with your parents, with a child, with a spouse or partner. It could be a relationship with a sibling, a friend, a mentor, a coach, a teacher. Any relationship that you feel is significant, write it down. Now, after you've made a list of these significant relationships, I want you to write down two things next to each relationship. First, what effect do you think this person, this relationship has had on your brain? And second, what effect do you think you have had on this person's brain? The point of this exercise is not to condemn or cause any feelings of guilt. It is simply to reflect and observe. It is meant to get you into the habit of considering the connection between your relationships and your brain and to consider how these two can affect each other. I encourage you to try it out. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stoplight Approach podcast. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast as it will help other people to find us. The Stoplight Approach offers many resources to help families, schools, churches, and other groups to grow in their understanding of the brain and relationships. Please visit www.thestoplightapproach.org to learn more.